Horizon Short Sports Los Angeles. It's been two weeks since last we met before the Thanksgiving break. In that time, the Baby Lakers managed to put up three more wins on the board. The Clippers came back down to earth somewhat, posting four of their six losses of the season. USC got a pretty exciting bowl spot, and news broke that the Rams inexplicably gave Jeff Fisher an extension, securing them another season of mediocrity. Four and twelve. Four and twelve. Darren, you're looking a lovely shade of red tonight. Don't forget to breathe, buddy. <laughs> Tons to discuss, so let's get to it. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. I'm back. Yes. And Darren Besa. We're back. <laughs> and Ben Garcia. Whoopty whoop. And Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome <laughs> back. I'll tell you what, that two weeks off felt like an eternity, guys. It felt longer. It did. I never but thought was... I would miss your ugly faces, but yeah. it really did. Well, screw you, I'm out of here. Just... <laughs> I think people just got... My wife got tired of hearing me yell at her around the house. I needed the microphone out there. <laughs> Come back! Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, after two weeks off. We are coming in hot tonight, guys, so... Let's do this. Let's start USC. I feel like that's the most exciting thing going on. That's logical. On, right? Yeah. Yep. So we've had a, a busy two weeks since our, we last potted. Uh, USC closed out their season with two big wins over their rivals, UCLA and Notre Dame. It's the first time since 2011 that the USC gets the victory bell and the jeweled shillelagh. Ooh, so we get to wow. hold both, uh, both of those cool little rivalry pieces. We get to hold those. So um, the bad news about this is the fate was out of their hands going into the last week of the season because they needed losses from Colorado and Utah if they wanted a shot at the Pac-12 championship game. Utah did end up losing, but Utah the next week couldn't go and beat Colorado, so they lost to Colorado. So Colorado ended up winning the Pac-12 South, which gave them the berth into the championship game. So it really, it really stung. It hurt a little bit to watch the Pac-12 championship game with two teams that USC beat. So it felt like the third place game, which was for the championship, because USC, when once they got rolling, they were better than both those teams. So it was really, you know, it, it goes to show that in college football, every game matters. You There is zero room for error. There's no margin for error. And it really comes down to one drive, the final drive against Utah. If their defense could just, you know, hold it together for one drive and not give up penalties, we're, we're talking about a very different uh, end of the season, especially considering when you look at the college football playoff with some teams with two losses, you know, making some noise. So, so it's really I can totally relate with my fantasy <laughs> football team. Yeah, let's not talk about <laughs> fantasy football. <laughs> but you know, I, I think that the season actually ended off the best way possible. Absolutely, it was and a great way to end the season. Even had they gone to the Pac-12 championship and won, they still would have been left out of yes, the college the playoff. football playoff because they had three losses. So. In, in essence, what ended up happening was they got to rest and they didn't get anybody hurt. That's and true. then they were able to leapfrog over Colorado because of the way that they lost and then got entrance into the actual Rose Bowl, which is what you always want. Yeah. And that's what you start your season that's what you doing, say, saying yeah. this is where we're going to end up if it's not in a national championship. So that's where they ended up. And I think they're going to be playing against a real hot Penn State team. And we'll see how it goes. 
Yeah, so that's that's kind of the other big news is been mentioned. We we got the berth into the Rose Bowl. So since Washington won the championship and got into the playoff, that left an opening since Washington can't represent the Pac-12 at the Rose Bowl. And so the committee looked at it and decided that USC uh, beat was better than Colorado. They probably looked at the head-to-head and and the most recent form. And if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, you know, I'll give you nine and three right now or play it out and see how it goes, I would have taken nine and three all day. So so I think. It's a, it's a great uh, finish to the season, especially uh, with the strength of schedule that they had. They're, they finish in the top 10, and they get to go to that Rose Bowl, and it, I'm going to dub it the, the Sanction Bowl with uh, <laughs> Penn State versus uh, USC with the, both the sanctions that they've had of late. So it's uh, I think it's a great way to end the season. Nice. Well, congrats. <laughs> How does it feel to, to, to be a Rams fan and an Angels fan and actually hear about successful stories? It's rough. <laughs> It's rough. I'm, I'm happy for you guys. I'm not, I know. I'm, and we're happy for you. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. So do we want to talk about next year? Some things that I've, I've seen kind of rumbling around? Yeah. So we, with it. we know Sam Darnold is going to be back, and he's going to be what they build on for the future. Um, the only thing they got to be careful of, if you look across town to Josh Rosen, he's kind of the cautionary tale. He had a hot freshman year, and then he kind of fell off the end of the earth. So you just need to be careful with that sophomore season. The other thing is Adoree Jackson and Juju Smith-Schuster. There he is. I, I think they're uh, unlikely to return. I kind of toyed with the notion that Adoree might stay, but he finished the Notre Dame game with a hat trick of touchdowns. He had a punt return, a kick return, and a receiving touchdown. Oh, wow. So his stock is never going to be any higher. Yeah. But but earlier this week, he tweeted at Juju Smith-Schuster. He said, there's still a lot of meat left on the bone. Let's shock the world. So I don't know well, what that actually, means. I, uh, if that I, I had makes you think maybe they'll come back yeah, so to go for it. Was it Leonard Fournette from uh, LSU just announced yeah. that he's going to go into the NFL draft? Yes, and they are going to a bowl game. And you know, it's yeah, it's real early, but he's already l- laid out his intentions. Like this mm-hmm. is what's going to happen. And the fact that they these haven't other guys haven't, haven't said anything, anything about it and have said something to that effect may lead you to the path that maybe they're going to stick around and see what happens. Yeah, that's that. If they come back, then. I mean, I, I feel like we say this a lot, but next year really would be the year if you're bringing back a Dory Jackson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then Sam Darnold starting your season. We're, we have a lot of good things, especially the way this season is shaping up to end. I like it. All right. Well, how about UCLA? Obviously, we, we got to finish up there. We got to recap that season. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like we owe it to the <laughs> UCLA fans. Because they love hearing USC fans talk oh. UCLA football. It's everybody's favorite You're segment. Ready to hear it? UCLA was underwhelming this what? year. <laughs> what? <laughs> they finished the season four and eight. Uh, so when Rosen went down, their season went down. So the the only thing looking back is I don't know with all of the other issues that they had. I don't know that Josh Rosen would have gotten them. I think he gives much them two more wins. Yeah, maybe two more wins, Max, and that's still six and six. That's still not a great year. So uh, I don't know. As a Rams fan, I take that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Fisher would so take would that I. all day, <laughs> any year, <laughs> the last five years. So it kind of reminds me of uh, something that Tukney mentioned um, when we interviewed her about UCLA, and it was you, UCLA needs to look at wh- wh- who they are and Absolutely. who they want to be. Yep. And I think UCLA is a basketball school. So it's just plain and simple. They are not a football school. So that doesn't mean that there's not room for them at the table when it comes to football. They actually need to look. I think the, the, the floor plan is at USC basketball. 
if you look at the USC basketball team, their basketball team is never going to co- compete for recruits with Kentucky, with Kansas, and UCLA. They're never going to compete with those guys. So they went after a coach who had a system. They went after the coach from uh, Florida Gulf Coast, and they went after they bought into this style. So now in his fourth year, you at the USC basketball team is actually looking really good. They're one of a few undefe- undefeated teams so far this year. So th- they've committed to a style of play rather than getting the talent. I think UCLA needs to kind of accept the fact that they're not going to compete for talent, and they maybe need to go after a coach or a style of play, something like an Oregon, like a, a Boise State, something that's going to give them an... No, I'm, I'm not saying copying Oregon, but I'm saying yeah. something... Getting an identity, and it doesn't have to be Oregon. It needs to be something that they say, okay, this is UCLA well, football I, I agree with because the they don't part. know what it is. They need an identity, but I think that Southern California is such a hotbed for talent that if you were to ask any five-star recruit, would you prefer to, to play in Washington where it's snowing and there's nothing else to do within a five-mile radius of school, Oregon and all some of these other places that are in the Pac-12 or even, you know— Tuscaloosa, you know, I mean, yeah, they win national championships, but you're in Tuscaloosa. I think (laughs) that if you have the opportunity to play close to home and have your friends and family be able to come out and see you, I think your first choice is always going to be USC because they are constantly in championship contention. But if UCLA can find that coach or can find that identity that will give them the coach to be able to win on a consistent basis, I think that players would happily choose UCLA over some of these other schools simply by proximity. Okay, that's fair. Because I think that's what the USC basketball team has to, as an advantage because maybe you're not going to get the top talent because Kentucky's, you know, crunching out NBA starters. Well, John starters. Calipari is yeah. just he's, – he's a he's – a, a smooth sail. But what you can say is, hey, you come to Southern California, weather's always nice. Yeah. It's a beautiful city. You've got, a You've got a, your own stadium. Pretty. Absolutely. Yeah. So so you have that going for you if you're UCLA. I just don't think I don't know if Jim Mora has figured out who they are. So well, then maybe they should be actively looking you know, UCLA for another was, style. Was completely viable when they had uh Terry um uh, what was Terry? Uh, not Terry Bollea, Hulk Hogan. No, no. what was? What was it? <laughs> All right, <laughs> I can't think of his. Uh, I can't think of his name. But you know, with Bob Toledo and some of these other coaches, they were very viable. They were, you know, a ten and two program, and they were, you know, competing on the national. Yeah, level. there's room for them. It's just they just I, they like you said they need to find an identity, and you know, with. Uh, with Jim Morrow saying that he wants to have a physical team, then now he needs to go out and recruit a physical team. And and, and I think that one of the glaring that pieces that he needs to go out and get this offseason is a backup quarterback because you, you saw that when Rosen went down, they just were not able to continue at the pace that they were playing. So I think that that's number one, first and foremost, what he needs to do. And then I think he needs to go out and not draft, but he needs to go out and recruit an offensive and defensive line because that's where you win games. Just go find a bunch of 300-pound guys. That's easy, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want them to be athletic. You don't want just 300-pound oh, guys. There's that. Here, let me ask you this, Ben. What do you think about the college football playoff? What do you think about the teams that made it in once since we're talking football? I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm going to go along with what all the pundits are saying, and that is that they the college football committee had to select those people because they really put they really place an importance on uh, the uh, final record. And I think that it would have been hard for them to make a case for maybe a USC who was at the end of the season playing probably some of the best football in the country along with Penn State. But unfortunately, they had some ugly losses in the beginning of the season that you can't overlook. And so when you look at it, I think that they, they got it right. I think if, if, if I had a choice, I probably would have not put Washington in because I mm. think they're the fourth 
they're, they're they're the fourth worst team, I guess. They're, they're the worst team of the, the four. The best, the worst of the yeah, of the best. They're the worst of the four. I think I would have put Michigan in, and I would have seen because I think that Michigan physically can compete with anybody, and I think that they would have ended up winning whoever they played in the first round, and I think they would have given Alabama the best game in the national championship. I think Alabama is going to run away with it. I disagree. I I, I think Ooh. there were there were other teams <laughs> that, because. <laughs> Uh, Ohio State and Michigan played towards the end of the season. They did. So Michigan should have won that game. They should have. It came down to it. But Ohio State got the win. So de facto, Michigan is out. Penn State won their conference championship. They beat Ohio State. So I think there's a strong case for they them to be made. They lost to Michigan that they could, by 50 or whatever it was. It was ugly. It, it was an ugly game. But still, they beat the team that's already in there. So if you look... The the argument for this well, playoff, USC beat Washington, so you yes. can make the argument that Wash that USC should be in there. Okay, you you can, but with three losses, that's where it starts to get a little hairy. I think just you play the number you play the made. number one ranked team in the country who hasn't lost a game. You get blown out. You can almost throw that game out the window. And yeah, we lost two I games. I think you can. That's fair, but I I just think you the case can be made. And if the the question is if these teams played head to head, who would win? And we saw that, and Penn State beat Ohio State. But here's my wild card. Mm-hmm. Western Michigan. Have you guys heard of Western Michigan? No. They finished the season. Is it in the western part of it? <laughs> they, they finished the season undefeated. They went 13-0. Now, they're playing in the MAC, which is a, a kind of lower-level conference. But I don't care if you play Podunk State, Podunk Tech, and University <laughs> of Podunk. It's hard to go undefeated. And I think the whole purpose of this playoff is to include these fringe teams. And if you go undefeated, I disagree with I, I think that because you, give them you know what? If, if you and I were throwing a hammer, I would beat you 100 out of 100 times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's the truth. But so it wouldn't be hard for you to be undefeated. I, and that's what they're doing. They're playing a guy that they know they can beat. <laughs> About you, the man. logic is is flawless. <laughs> Mike drop. Use the push-up argument again, Ben. Yeah. How many push-ups can you do? <laughs> Ten more than you. <laughs> there it is. Tell us how you blew the hammy again. <laughs> All right. We got any more college stuff or can we move on? No, I I want to talk more Western Michigan. Oh. <laughs> guys in shorts in Western Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Lakers, gentlemen. Lakers are now 10 and 13, right under 500. Yep. They're third in the division, nine games behind Golden State, who's number one. Clippers are number two. And we're ahead of Sacramento and Phoenix. Yep. These guys are not looking bad. What are what are some of the positives? Let's let's start there. Jim Buss is going to be fired at the end of the season. <laughs> Although I don't know that that's yeah, actually. Yeah, what are your sources? Say, right <laughs> hey, that according to Jimmy Bus, he has to make to the second yeah, round that of was the playoffs. The, right. He ain't gonna do that this year. I'm right. just that, saying that's what they were saying. Yeah, yeah. but Jim Bus is also the team that got this team that you know got but this Cup team. Jack was the one that put this team together. Well, then you can't in, blame Jim Bus for in not in spite of Jim Bus. Uh-oh. That doesn't make any Uh-oh. sense whatsoever. <laughs> Jim Buss is, a, is is Mitch Kupchak's boss. Understood. And there's times, listen, there's times any, any employee can make decisions to make their boss look better. And I'm saying that I think that that Mitch no, you know finally the MVP, had the opportunity to build the and team. And I'm, I'm going to keep saying this. The MVP of the of, of the Lakers with this team is Byron Scott. He still is because he was he had the balls <laughs> he, he, to tank last <laughs> he year did his and job. didn't care what anybody said about him. He said, yeah. you know what? This is Kobe Bryant's last year. We are going to get that second pick. And so thank you, Byron Scott, and for I think, making us <laughs> suck last year. I think a, a wise man once said about uh, ownership, a good owner trusts their people and let their, lets their people do what they want. So Jim Buss trusts Mitch. 
I think reluctantly. For the record, that was Ben. Of course it was. Everything. No, but anyway, seriously though, back to what you were saying. I mean, besides, you know, Ben with his gym bus. Positivity over yes, that. Actually, that is that is that is very positive for the hate couch. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, the, uh, you know what? I think the biggest thing is for, about this team is Luke Walton. Yeah, yeah. And he's been a revelation. The fact, um, there's been two or three times where I've heard players say, you know, I'd go through a wall with him. Uh, I go through a wall for him. I would do anything for That's him. You huge. know, coach is like, you know, whatever coach says, go. Jordan Clarkson is saying, you know. Um, if I have to come off the bench for the rest of my life, pretty much, he said, I'll do it if coach tells me to do it. I mean, that's you don't get that from a team a lot. You know, these guys really believe in yeah. what in, in, what in coach is doing, and they're following through, and nobody's complaining, and it's just it's it's awesome to see. It's very he's not Byron Scott. And I think the the question <laughs> last season when he took over for Steve Kerr was, and they had that hot start where they went undefeated for so long. The question was, is this really Luke Walton, right. or is it? You know, the Golden State team that's already, there were champions and they already had were, were flowing. What contribution did Luke Walton have? And I think he's proving this year that it, it, it is Luke Walton. Luke Walton does have some of that magic he sauce. Has the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that is making it work for them. What do you think about the injuries? Well, that's the only reason why I think they're, they're I think three and seven in the last mm-hmm. 10 games yeah. is they've had, I mean, D'Angelo Russell's out, Nick Young, who... Which a year ago, if you if you had told me I was going to say Nick Young being <laughs> out was going to affect the Lakers, yeah. Yeah, I would have said you're crazy. Um, but he he's out. Um, Tariq Black just sprained his ankle. Jose Calderon is now out two to four weeks, and uh, Larry Nance hasn't. You know he's been hurt. I mean they're hurting. And Randall and Randall has taken some yeah, time. Yeah, Randall. Off yeah, with his, his hip. His it was hip. his hip, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. That's why I bring that up, just because this year, obviously, we know we're not. <clears throat> going to make a playoff run. We're not winning a championship. So if these guys need rest, give them the rest. Oh, don't, totally. don't rush back. No. But do you, are there signs that these guys may, injuries may be an issue in their career? Do you see that or do you think this is it's just... It's always a possibility, yeah. but I think it's a little too early to tell. Too early to tell. Yeah. Jose Calderon, he's yeah, he's old. I mean, luckily yeah, these guys Randall, are young. Randall, Randall, Randall's Randall, the one I'm, yeah. I'm well, concerned about. Russell, Randall. Yeah, yeah, Randall with the hip issues, uh, that actually you know scares me the most. I think they've been really, really cautious with D'Angelo. Yeah. And they can. They can. Yeah, and they can be. Um, but uh, speaking of Randall, I mean, that guy, he's way better than... He's a baller. Yeah. I mean, for what I thought he was going to be, did he's I, did I way not call above. him a young version of the mailman? He, I think yeah. he's, he's a young Carl Malone. Carl Malone. <laughs> you do love Carl Malone. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Everyone else sitting at these microphones. <laughs> so what do we want to see the rest of this season? I mean, what are some improvements that could be made? Some things, thinking about the future? For me, number one is defense. Uh, they've had a lot of games where they've fallen behind in the first you know, quarter, second quarter. Uh, and then going back to the coach, they come out in the second half. Obviously, they make adjustments in, in the locker room, and they're able to, to make runs at teams and, and uh, maybe not always win it, but they're always in the game most of the time. I think they've gotten blown out maybe once or twice this year. Um, but defensively, they, they do need to shore that up. They're not the uh, most uh, strongest on, on defense. So I would love to see them, uh, you know, the, that second unit, Actually, has been amazing for for this. They the, the second unit actually is the unit that's been getting them back into games because mm-hmm. you have Lou Williams, you have Larry Nance when he when he's not hurt, and you have these guys coming in, and they're way better than most teams' second units out there. So they're able to claw their way back. So I would like 
a competition between the first team and the second team. And like, you know what? Yeah. We're not letting the second team show us up anymore. Yeah. I, I would like I to like see that. that as well. One, I, one of the things I'd like to see is for, for everyone to, to have a relatively healthy season. And, and it's not from the standpoint, I mean, the selfish standpoint of saying, you know, I just, I want these guys to stay healthy. Right. But when you're young like this and you're developing a team that's going to go into the future, you need minutes to play together. Mm-hmm. You need to understand right. how everybody plays the game. You need to know where everybody's little spots are. And you need to know, like a D'Angelo Russell needs to be able to know without looking that Lou Williams is posting up in that corner because that's where he likes to be on, right. a, on a fast break. These are the things that you learn when you play with somebody. And if you don't have the minutes that you, you know on the court with these people, then you're not going to develop those relationships. And so the reason why the Golden State Warriors became the Golden State Warriors is because those guys played together for a couple of years, right. and they had some losing seasons, mm-hmm. but they were able to develop those and nurture those relationships on the court. So I think that that is what I look forward to the most, hopefully for the rest of the season. Yeah, to piggyback on that, my my hope for the season is it's almost identical to yours. It's reps. Yeah. It's making sure these guys get the repetitions. Uh, they're in situations where there's end of the games where maybe it's close, and D'Angelo Russell is getting to take that winning shot, getting that experience of closing out a game. Ingram is getting those reps of having a big guy bump into him or having to to you know wiggle his way around an NBA center and and knowing what his body needs to do in order to move forward. So I think getting those reps, and that's why the injury. You, you hope that it's not nothing serious going forward because if they're not on the floor getting those reps, then they're not going to get that chemistry. So I think it's just having those situations uh, like that game against Sacramento where they were down and they had to fight back, uh, you know, where there's close games and they need to finish it out. So that's that's what I want to see is have them get those reps. And, you know, actually to, to – Piggyback on that one more time. <laughs> yeah. so we're making a human Human pyramid. <laughs> it's something that I didn't think about until you mentioned that. But if you can go into the off season healthy, then you can develop your game. If you go in hurt, then you're going to be rehabbing the whole summer. One of yeah. the things that made Kobe Bryant the special player that he is is that every off season that he would go in with the intention on, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to get better. At had shooting free had throws. one move. Yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. be better at this fadeaway turnaround jump shot that Michael used to do, and I'm going to learn how to do that. And he'd take hundreds of thousands of reps over the summer that you can't do when you're not healthy. So if these kids can go in healthy and then discover, this is the one thing that I got burned on a hundred times this season. I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen next season. And I'm going to fix it. It gives them the opportunity to do that over the off season. I like that. Now I'm going to piggyback off that. Hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Human but going back to D'Angelo, um, uh, you can see this guy becoming the leader of this team. Yeah. Even when he's he injured, he's he's in every single yeah he's in every single huddle. I you hate can those see sunglasses him. he wears on the yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. He's a millennial, but he but he yeah he is their leader. <laughs> yeah, and he's you know he's 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 in the huddles. He's telling guys what to do. He's telling them what you know what they're doing wrong, and you can just see. Uh, you know his age. You know he's he's, he's still a kid, sure. but you can see him growing with every single game on his leadership, and it's it's awesome to watch. And I think we can officially say that the uh, Nick Young D'Angelo Russell um, is over is squashed. Yeah. When uh, Nick Young went off for thirty, I don't know whatever it was points he had in the game, and at the end of the game he did uh, D'Angelo's ice, ice in the, in the veins, veins yeah. move, and <laughs> D'Angelo <laughs> went nuts. Dude, that's D'Angelo awesome. loved that it. That is that the is difference awesome. between guys and girls. The, yeah, you know, that's true. You can get called. <laughs> out for cheating and have your relationship break down. And if you win 10 games, you go. you're like, you, you know man. what, homie? Hey, you and I, you're, we're friends. You get a girl that just says, well, you think she looked cute in that dress, and all of a sudden, for the next 
15 years, it's like, dang, <laughs> I talked yeah, so, so true. you got to love guys, so dude. We, just, we, we forgive and forget. There you go. Uh, on that note, moving on. we got to talk Clippers. They are 16-6, and six, second in the division, two and a half games behind Golden State. They've come back down to earth a little bit over the last few weeks. Um, not worried. Not worried? No. Are they, they, you know what? They are like the Doc Rivers Celtics. They are now an older team. They are an established team that don't have to worry about getting a number one seed. Let Golden State go ahead and do that. All they need to do is they need to stay healthy. They need to regulate their minutes so that when they go into the playoffs, they're healthy and and, and they've got some energy left in the tank. And for right now, you're sitting pretty at second in the division. You're in the Western Conference and you're sitting second with San Antonio probably on your heels and some other teams. As far as they're concerned, I think all they need to play for is a first round home field advantage. So they need to be top four. I think to do that, they can easily cakewalk the rest of Which the season they should. and get there. They Absolutely. Should, they should easily be top four. They usually are. So And, 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 and they're having fun. That's the one thing that I've, I've kind of noticed in the, in the highlights, because I don't watch games. In the highlights that I watch <laughs> is they're, they're laughing. A couple of games ago, uh, there was a perfect example. Paul Pierce misses a dunk, okay. and Chris Paul goes over and starts performing CPR on him. I mean, they end up they were up 20, I think, at that point, and they end up losing the game. And, and you know, there's some times where they just they lose focus because they are better than everybody else. So the fact that they have lost four out of their, what, last seven games or whatever you said, I don't have any worries that at the end of the season they're going to be in the playoffs. And I still am on record by saying that if they see Golden State, they will beat them. There you go. There we go. It has been stated. It has <laughs> been stated. Stand All right. Well, we got plenty more to talk about, including Kings, Rams, Raiders, and Ben's favorite. We're talking a little galaxy. All that right after this. Here in L.A., we love our weather and sports teams, but we do not love our traffic. With a car accident every six seconds, we all know someone who's been in a fender bender. At Garcia Chiropractic, we specialize in relieving pain caused by sports injuries, car accidents, or just the stress of sitting in daily traffic. Our x-ray analysis ensures you get the treatment you need. Have you had a sports injury or been in a car accident? Know someone who has? Go to DannyGarciaDC.com to schedule a new patient exam. We're so confident you'll love your first visit. We're willing to pay for your gas. Mention guys in shorts and you'll receive a $20 gas card. Again, that's DannyGarciaDC.com. Schedule your exam today. We are back. Hey, real quick, actually, before we get into anything, yeah. uh, quick congratulations to Ben and Victor for making the playoffs in our fantasy football league. We're in the winner's bracket. Yes, they made the winner's bracket. Who would expect nice. anything less from jokes? <laughs> oh, brother. Fantasy football is so stupid. Besa and I, we we made the loser's bracket, but we got first round buys in the loser's bracket. We so did. we are not in the running for the penalty for last place, of course. Um, that's everybody, right? That's it. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, wait, wait. There's <laughs> oh, no, wait somebody else. Hammer. What? Did, oh. Hammer, Hammer Are you missed in the a loser's nail. bracket? You know, you guys can all go to hell. You guys can all go to hell. <laughs> he was too busy watching <laughs> USC instead of the uh, NFL. Eric, your brother's in the winner's bracket, right? Two tenths of a point. <laughs> How did that two happen? Two tenths of a point. You lost by two tenths and of a by, point. And by my, my beloved Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he benched Russell Wilson with the lead uh, and ended my, my postseason You lost to hopes. Andy Dalton, right? And Yeah. <laughs> And to a ginger, a soulless ginger. <laughs> My apologies to all our red-haired listeners out there. I don't mean it, but still. But he hates you if you're red-headed. 
in our league, if you're not last, you're first. So. That's right. Oh, that is, that has never been more true. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna turn this it league. around. We're gonna yeah. turn it around. Oh, I am hoping for you to lose because I think it'd be great <laughs> you. if you, you had to do the penalty that I came up with. That yeah. you came yeah. up with. Yeah. For if those who didn't irony. hear the uh, the draft episode, the penalty of our fantasy football league, uh, we go to a thrift store. And all the winners choose what the loser wears the, for the night, and then we go out drinking, and the loser has to wear whatever I'm, outfit we pick. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. It's, it's the coming in last place. See, that's a problem. That's a problem. That you're okay yeah. with this. I, yeah. I really want Whitlock from the from the Rams or from the uh, King Show to lose it. I mean, that would be fun. That would be definitely fun. Yeah, hoping yeah. a tutu or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'd be so awesome. That'd be pretty good. Ah. Oh. Love it. Fantasy well, football's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I love it. Darren and no, I were back. just going to kick oh, yeah. back and watch the fireworks. Don't even have to worry about setting our lineups. Gave me some suggestions. Just hit me up. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, moving on. Let's talk uh, Kings just real quick. They are 13-10, and 10, fourth in the, in the division with 28 points behind the hated Sharks and Edmonton and Anaheim. For all your Kings news, though... You need to tune into the Guys in Shorts Kings show, which comes us, out every Tuesday it. morning. <laughs> ben, ah. ben is a hater because he hates hockey and soccer and they resemble too much. That's not they, they resemble each other too much. It's too, Euro- it's too European for his taste. Yes. There's, there's not enough scoring in it. <laughs> But uh, yes, check out the King's show. That's on a different feed. So if you subscribe to this show, you're not going to get it. You got to search the Guys in Shorts King's show. And that's a lot of fun. So be sure to do that. All right, moving on. All right, let's talk some Rams. Sorry. (laughs) Should we talk about Rams? Let's move on. Let's keep it going. Sorry, Vesa. We got to do it. Talk about more Galaxy. Come on. (laughs) How are those angels looking next season? (laughs) The Galaxy delegation would like to take the Rams minutes. (laughs) I love poor Darren. You got your Rams jersey and your Angels jacket on. This is just a hapless jersey right now. How sad. It really is. Since last we talked, the Rams have dropped another two games. One to the Saints, 49-21. And under the Patriots, 26-10. They are now 4-8, third in the division, and things are not looking good. 4-12. I agree. 4-12. Oh, it's, it's bad. It's, it's really rough. bad. We're not going to win it's pretty another sad. game. Come on. We might. We might win one more game against uh, San Francisco. Well, you know, the other wow. thing is... is Redemption for the with, opener. For the there you go. With the playoffs game. coming up... If Seattle can and can clinch early and maybe get some people. home field, maybe they don't play some of your players. That gives you a shot. We so know I, Pete th- I think likes the rest of those guys. There's, there's you, a couple. You said that gives us a shot. <laughs> yeah, I still Did don't I think you'll right? a well, shot at winning a game. Yeah, maybe. Okay. You okay. know what's sad is I still think they lose. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll that's the sad part. <laughs> maybe I they think, could. I think we get one more win in us. Yeah. I think we got at least one more. Potentially three. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, this weekend we play Atlanta at the Coliseum. Mason and I will be there. If you're at the game, be sure to swing by the South Lawn because we'll be tailgating it up. Yeah, yes. and root for Jeff Fisher and you know the fact that he's going to be our coach for two more seasons. Oh, I cannot wait till yeah, he takes don't. the field. There's going to be a crowd of Ooh, yeah. Just yeah, echoing seriously. through the Coliseum. Oh. Eh, wait, I'm glad that Jack Del Rio is the Raiders head coach. 
All right. For more Rams talk, be sure to check out the Guys in Shorts Ram show. Again, that is also on a separate feed. So if you subscribe to this one, you also got to subscribe to that one. But good stuff. All the guys are there talking more Rams. All right. Moving on. We'll give Ben his few minutes of Raiders talk. I think we're up to a few minutes now, right? I don't need that much. (laughs) (laughs) Ten and two. I think you're just showing off. Now you're like, eh. I could get my point across real easy. And right now, where the Raiders sit is number two in the division. Actually, they're tied for, I think they're tied for first, because I think New England is actually with the same record. Yeah, I think so. But I don't think that the Raiders are the one or top two team, uh, a top one or two team in the AFC. I still think that I would put Kansas City ahead of them. I think that Kansas City with their coaching and also the fact that they went into Oakland and beat Oakland convincingly with the run in inclement weather, I think that right now they sit as the number two team. But I think the Raiders are a close a close three. And this upcoming week, we're going to be playing against Kansas City in Kansas City. I don't know what the weather's going to look like. It's the Thursday night spectacular. And so we'll see if the Raiders can bring the heat. But if the Raiders can win then I think that this puts them in the conversation of AFC Championship. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah, totally sure. agree. It's a you test, guys are it's in a that conversation. You know, the, yeah, right now. Yeah. Since, since we lost to the Chiefs, we've beat the Broncos, we beat the Texans, we've beat the Panthers, and then we came back from almost 20 points down against the Bills this past yeah, week. Yeah, that was a crazy game. We showed the heart, and this is the week after Derek Carr comes back with the pinky injury, and he's able to look like he doesn't really have a problem. And so we'll, we'll see how that is in the colder weather. Here in Kansas City coming yeah. up, but I think it's going to come down to your defense because that's that's that's, that's the always been that's always and been their, their Houston right. doesn't tendon. have an offense. Yep, uh, Denver's been struggling. Carolina's been struggling. So yes. this is going to be a true test. Are are the Raiders for real? We're going to find out. Absolutely. And so when we played Kansas City in Oakland, Kansas City ran the ball up Oakland's throat. The Raiders were not able to stop the run consistently, and. Because of the weather, the Raiders were forced to run and were not able to run consistently. Uh, So I'm expecting for the Raiders to make that change because what happened the week after was they went and they played the Denver Broncos and the Raiders ran for over 200 yards. And we all know that the Broncos have been known for their defense over the past couple of years with, you know, LeVon or not LeVon. Von Miller. Von Miller. And... That's kind of that racist. guy too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's always a little guys part of it. So Von take Miller. it away, Lebin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the Raiders can go in if the Raiders can go in and they can run the ball. Then that tells me that they're ready for the playoffs. So I'm really looking forward to this week, and I need for them to keep pace because I've got a bet with a friend of mine at work. <laughs> That's why you care. Oh, shocking. <laughs> yeah. Wow. For best record, we started it in the preseason before Dak Prescott became the Cowboys quarterback, and it was going to be Raiders Cowboys best record, 5,000 push-ups. Oh, wow. Wow. And, and wow. I'm sitting here in week 13, and the Raiders are at 10-2. and two. If someone had told me that we were wow. going to be sitting at 10-2 and two after making that bet, I thought I was going to be sitting pretty. And the fact and that I'm losing. one game back yeah. makes me feel really That's uncomfortable. So awesome. I, I need the Raiders to keep pace. I need for them to <laughs> I feel like some to push-ups would do, do you some good. <laughs> what I need to do is – did you just call me fat? <laughs> what I need to do is stay away from the beer and do some cardiovascular work. I, don't, I got enough muscle to last me Because you have a six-pack of empty cans yeah. behind you. The muscle's in there. I got it's a four-pack. I drank the last two. I got four. I just realized how much the hate couch is affecting Ben because do you think there is any other Raiders fan in this country that hasn't said they're going to the Super Bowl yet? 
And Ben, oh, yeah. ben won't even give him yeah. the, the, the NFC championship. No, I actually Ben with any team that he No, that's what I'm for. saying. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, sure. a normal Raiders fan, they're like, they're on. No. We're 10 and 2, dude. Yeah. Like, we're going to the Super Bowl. What yeah. are you talking? We're winning the, Raiders the World could Cup. Be, yeah, the Raiders could be 3 and 7 and they're going to the and they're going to the Super Bowl. Historically, you don't go from worst to first in one season. And now we weren't worst last year, but you, you don't just turn it around in one year. You the Raiders, their key players are too young to me to think that they're going to function in a Super Bowl like you would if you were a seasoned veteran. I think that you have to go through your lumps to be able to win at that level. And unfortunately, the Raiders haven't gone through that enough to where I think that when you put them in a big game, I think what's going to happen is they're going to fall apart a little bit. I think that they're going to false start. I think that they're going to do a a holding penalty. They're going to put themselves in positions to not succeed. Now, do I think they'll be competitive? Absolutely. Do I think that they can give anybody a game on any given Sunday? Absolutely. But when you to win a championship, there's an element of luck, but there's also an element of you have to be able to play big in big games and not choke under pressure. And you don't do that when you're young. So at this point, I think a great season for the Raiders is to get a first round bye and Really, I think at this point to win your first playoff game, that which puts right. you into you the AFC it, championship. Home game. And now in the AFC championship, you're either going to see the Kansas City Chiefs or you're probably going to see the uh, the New England Patriots. I think if they were to lose at that point, I think it's completely acceptable. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that is a successful season, which right. builds into what I thought just, next year, that they can win a Super Bowl. You're now, thinking if, too logically for a Raiders fan, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, point. you give Raiders fans a bad name. You know, there are a, there we are don't give a Raiders few. Fans a bad name. Raiders <laughs> fans give Raiders fans no, a bad name. No, there are a few Raiders fans that, you know, are not very intelligent that really give the rest <laughs> of us a bad wow. name. This is but, coming from a Raiders but fan. You have, but you have to look at the masses. And, you know, with as many Raiders fans as there, there are in this country... They're not all, you know, <laughs> delinquents. The opinions, there are some of us that are young professionals that just like to watch good football. Yeah. The opinions expressed by Ben Garcia are those of the show, not that of guys in short sports or any of its affiliates. What I do like about this segment is that this is the first time this entire season you guys have given me credit and not put me on a 30-second clock, so thank you. <laughs> done. All right. Earned it. Well done. Bravo. Well done, Benjamin. We're happy for you and your team and, and all your wins. And, and I'm just going to say it as a <laughs> fringe Rams fan who's being, uh, you know, <laughs> feel, convinced. Feel, feel like I'm, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. It does feel good. There are a lot of Raiders fans. When the Raiders are good, I think it's good for the league. I think there's yeah. something yeah. when the, Cowboy, would agree with the that. Cowboys and the Raiders doing well, sure. they have such a big fan base that yeah. it, it, it creates a lot of interest. And I so I actually am uh, quietly. You know, kind of happy Enjoying with it, yeah. with, uh, with how the Raiders. Are I going. would I would go on record by saying I think that the Raiders are probably the third most important franchise in the league behind the Cowboys and the and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that those two fan bases are bigger mm-hmm. and probably a little bit more important to the league. But I think that Oakland is right up there in the top three. That's enough out of yeah, Raiders plenty. talk. That's plenty. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up with everyone's favorite topic galaxy soccer it's not even in season what's you, going on you thought i was gone <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were gonna get away with no more galaxy updates i was hoping. just left uh, i was hoping <laughs> yeah so w- what happens when we don't record for a couple weeks is <laughs> the, the world the, goes <laughs> the crazy entire, yeah what what the, the dickens happened well there were a lot of shakeups of the la galaxy uh since we last spoke we'll kind of start with the expected the expected was steven gerrard has retired he announced 
his retirement. That was kind of expected uh, given the injuries that he had this year and, and the way he was kind of carrying himself. It was kind of expected that he was either going to retire or leave the club. He was definitely, you know, got to give him his due. He's a legend in his prime, but that just never really truly uh translated into success with the galaxy i was kind of rough on him as a fan uh, and that's because of the price tag and the expectation that he brought with him but looking back he did have a lot of good moments he showed the spark of why he's a legend and why he was uh you know the great in his prime but it just ultimately injuries were his undoing and he just wasn't able to be reliable through an entire season and and father time is undefeated so so he did yeah, not yeah. and that, 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 that caused him to hang him up do you look at him kind of like the lakers fans look at steve nash i think so yeah you, you, steve nash that's a great comparison because steve nash had the pedigree you say wow yep. this guy was great but for some reason, in the Lakers jersey, you saw glimpses of it, but it never, it never it came, came to, to fruition. fruition. Yeah. yeah, or Carl Malone. <laughs> no, Carl. Carl <laughs> played a hell of a season. Yeah. Don't, don't you start getting on Carl Malone. <laughs> the other kind of half expected news is Robbie Keane uh, has parted ways the L- with the LA Galaxy. He hasn't retired. He's actually still going to play. Uh, it's just he wasn't able to reach an agreement uh, with the LA Galaxy. He's, you know by far the greatest designated player in the history of the league once they started signing these big international names. He had 83 goals and 125 appearances, which is a great ratio, right, and it's exactly right. what you and want. And who knows how many Russell Crowe birthday parties, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to lay off. I'm going to be nice today <laughs> oh, okay. because we're, right. we're thankful for what Robbie Keane has done for the club. Oh, okay. He had three MLS clubs, uh, uh, three MLS Cups, uh, 2014 league MVP. Again, I was kind of tough on him this year since you've heard me recording this podcast, sure. but his time with the Galaxy was not wasted. He brought no, a lot. He he was a, a goal scoring machine. He brought the intensity and the the fight that you want one of your players, who's your big name contract player. He brought that to the Galaxy. Yeah, that, he, that he, fight. speaking of that fire, he's he's one of those guys that he, he could score a goal and still be mad at you, yeah. like. He was, you know, what I'm saying I don't think I've ever saw that, I but I could have, see it happening. I should have two where, goals. Why, why yeah. do I only have one? Yeah, goal? yeah. exactly. And, and he just, yeah, he was, he was exactly that type of player. Yeah, and so he's likely going to find another club in MLS, and he'll probably come back and score a hat trick on the Galaxy at some point. <laughs> but you know, it, but but it came down to the Galaxy could hint, given his age and given right. his injuries this year, they just couldn't put out the big bucks uh, for what he was going to offer them. But someone else, uh, a lower level club in the league is going to, someone's going to offer him the check and he's still going to be able to produce, but it's just, it just wasn't going to work out for the galaxy. So those were two players that we were kind of expecting to leave. But the unexpected news is that Bruce arena, our head coach is gone. Uh, the, see you Rams fans ooh, wow there was a, do it. <laughs> just that's get that's right. And I don't know that he would have been gone if there weren't, uh, extraneous circumstances. Uh, the United States national team fired Jurgen Klingsman. He had two losses, Whoa. two losses in, in World Cup qualifiers. So they let him go and uh, U.S. soccer was pursuing Bruce Arena and the Galaxy allowed him to leave. So technically they could have tried to bargain with Bruce or apparently he was still under contract. So, the, you know, they didn't have to release him. But because of the relationship the Galaxy has with U.S. soccer and Bruce's history with the U.S. national team, they allowed him to to rejoin the U.S. national team and he's going to play the role of savior. Uh, so much like Robbie Keane, we're saying goodbye to an all-time great. He's the greatest U.S. domestic coach in history and an MLS by far. 151 wins, five MLS Cups. How many uh, ties? <laughs> 
<laughs> I can look, I can, I can look, I'll look that up for you. <laughs> but uh, to me, I think it's a blessing in disguise because this was a, a mutual departure, so it's not a bad blood. We didn't fire him. And and I think, and, well, it's a blessing in disguise until I find out who the new coach is. Then we'll see <laughs> how go. happy I am with that. But I think the locker room was not as close as it may have been in previous years. And that's not necessarily Bruce's fault, but it, it, it seems like Bruce wasn't uh, putting as much effort in, at least to the 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 fans perspective it didn't seem like it was there and and even the best coaches run their course and right, he's been yeah. the coach since 2008 and it seemed like the tactic the tactics maybe <laughs> see but the MLS cups bottom years you know we yeah, we're going to exactly, kept allowing yeah. them back yeah, yeah. but i think Maybe a new style of play is needed, given how many times I said the Galaxy was underwhelming and how they just didn't have that. They were missing something. So maybe bringing in a new coach with a new style of play, maybe that's going to be a good thing for the Galaxy. And the other good thing is these players who maybe got comfortable under Bruce, now everyone's going to be competing for a spot again because whoever comes in, they don't have ties to anyone. They're not connected to anyone. So it's going to be up to the players to step up and earn their spot. So I think this is going to be a good thing because we're going to have a very, very different looking Galaxy team next season. New coach, at least two new players. We're probably going to get some big names because we're Los Angeles. So so we're going to have a brand new team to root on next season. All right. So now as far as the national team goes, is that a good spot for Arena? I, I'm of the... Because you were down on him this season. I, I was down on Arena. And we and, won a World Cup. And I, I was it. one of the few people who was not... Um, that upset with Jurgen Klinsmann, what he was doing. Now, ultimately, I think it's a good decision. Jurgen Klinsmann, much like Jeff Fisher, just couldn't get. Yeah, we don't know what we were getting, and and it just was too inconsistent. Um, they played Mexico and Costa Rica, who are the two d- toughest teams, and they lost. So to fire him after those games is a little bit of an overreaction to me. So Bruce Arena is going to walk in and play the easier games on the schedule. So if it works out, Bruce is going to it's going to be a win win because Bruce is going to say, "I came in, I saved the team," right. and if he can't. Then you could say, well, Jurgen Klinsmann put me in the hole. I was I lost two games and I I just couldn't climb out of it. So mm-hmm. I think uh, Bruce Arena is not going to be come out looking bad from this. Uh, I'm just curious to see is what type of style is he going to bring because it seemed like tactically um, it wasn't cutting it for the Galaxy. So internationally, how is that going to look? So I'm, right. we'll wait and see. But I, I'm not that optimistic for a World Cup. We'll get there. But I don't know how we'll perform yeah. once. And, we get and there. honestly, there wasn't. There's not a long list of coaches we could throw yes. in there right now. <laughs> it's not like we had our pick it, of the litter, yeah. right? You, you, you know, he's one of maybe two, three at the most. You guys could have Jeff yeah, Fisher. Uh, well, the you guys can take Jeff Fisher. I'll take a soccer cleat. <laughs> A bag, of, a bag of deflated balls. And by the way, he had 67 ties. <laughs> wow. Oh, you looked it up. I did. Nicely done. He's 151, 87, and 67. Well nice. done for you, and well done to my internet that you actually were able to pull that up. Oh, good point. Oh, I was using Pretty my LTE. Oh, yeah. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, before we do, though, congratulations to Rod De La Fuente. Nice, Stuff with 144 points. Keith Fullerton was in second with 136, and uh, Darren Besa, you took third. Look at that. 121. Well done, who got sir. last? Yeah, well who, who came in last? By the ah, way, nobody knows. 
<laughs> well, we know. That might have been me. Wilson. <laughs> that's how that's how Rod won. They're in cahoots. I guarantee you. <laughs> that you probably told them what players to get and got the shitty players. I don't know how that would players. work in FanDuel. But <laughs> I don't know. I probably need to play to find out. Somehow. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA. Find us on Facebook and visit the website, guysinshorts.com. If you'd like to leave a voicemail for us, do that at 562-450-3356. And as always, please continue to share, review the show. Tell a friend. Subscribe. Yeah. Send a carrier pigeon. Oh, I'd love that. Wrap tell your, wrap tell your, a stranger. Great. Wrap your car in Guys in Shorts. <laughs> you know, Very logo. good. Very good. We'll give you a free magnet if yeah, you do that. Yeah, we're waiting on that. <laughs> a sticker and a magnet if you wrap your car in guys in shorts. And if and if you are going to Google us, make sure you Google guys in shorts sports. Oh, sports. Yeah. Yes. Very important to add sports don't at the stop. end. Yeah, yeah, don't stop. Because Magic shorts. Johnson will pop up and Darren's going to go, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Love him in his short shorts. Short shorts, dude. <laughs> I'm so glad I found that gem. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the highlight show from Thanksgiving, be sure to do that. Darren is in top form. Top That's right. Form. That's how we do it. All right. We're out of here. For Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, and I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. Ah! Ah! Ah!